Uno, dos, dos tres. ¡Latena! Welcome everybody to Letter Now, a podcast where we nurture the hand lettering masters of tomorrow, today. My name is Martina Flor. I'm a lettering artist, author, educator, and the host of this show. And today I have an amazing guest to talk about income streams for artists. This is the part two of this uh, series of um, topics. So today we are going to answer questions like how can you create income streams that don't require additional marketing efforts how do you find the perfect collaborators and partners how do you create an income stream without cannibalizing your main offer how much money do you need to get started and to discuss all of this i have artist jackson alves with me jackson is a letter calligrapher and teacher based in brazil he works for clients all over the globe and continues to grow as an artist and encouraging others as well teaching workshops and classes hi jackson so happy to have you on the podcast today how are you doing hi martina i'm fine and thank you for inviting me um i'm really happy to be here Amazing. So um, if you don't know Jackson's uh, work, I will add his uh, website and uh, social media handles to our show notes so that you can get to know his work. So Jackson, this is the second podcast episode that I host about this topic. So in the first episode, we had lettering artist Ian uh, Barnard, and we had so many questions coming in that we decided to have a second episode about this topic. So For the listeners, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend you to get to um, to listen to that that episode with Ian Barnard because it is sort of complementary to this one. It touches on other aspects of created creating income streams and it's also very insightful. So, Jackson, I invited you to discuss to discuss this topic today because you not only create work for pri private clients, but also you seem to have your student base, you know, you have your classes and workshops, and you have an online shop with prints. You also have your YouTube channel with over 80,000 subscribers. So to kick off the conversation, so just to give the picture, you have all these different things that you do with your skills as a lettering artist and calligrapher. And to kick off the conversation, I want to ask you, how did it all started? What was the first seed and how did that led to the next thing? And how, how did that first seed grew into what you have right now? All these different income streams, sort of offering what you do and expanding your skills in different formats. Okay, great. Um... Actually, um, I started as a lettering artist and a calligrapher and uh, have this um, client works. Uh, but I always I try to observe around me like um, another possibilities. And uh, I, I always try to find, for example, a kind of passive income stream, like the dream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Something that you can do and uh, once and... Uh, that keep it giving money for you and you, you, you don't need to, to spend more time on that but mm -hmm. it's kind of a dream <laughs> and uh so i try to like uh, create a typeface put uh, and put on my phone my phone stuff like that and uh yes i i, I always try to observe like what are the possibilities and uh, after some time work as a calligrapher and letter artist people start to ask me to teach you about this and uh, at the same time i was teaching uh, typography uh, on a graphic design uh, graphic design college uh, so as uh, I, i i already teaching i already uh, enjoying teaching and uh, i i i thought well why not so i started teaching classes uh, that time only uh, person eh? only person classes mm -hmm. and uh, after some time I, I, I started to notice that people uh, more and more uh, was uh, teaching online and uh, I, I started thinking about it. oh maybe I need to record a online class mm. and uh, so I started to uh, record my own uh, my own classes and uh, first and skillshare 
and uh, after Skillshare, as, because uh, yeah, my first online class uh, was on Skillshare and in English and in English, and uh, it's, it's a kind of crazy for me because <laughs> you know that uh, I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not a, a native English speaker, and I I was never required any online class anything. And uh, the first time, okay, why not English? That like it's crazy, crazy. <laughs> but so, yeah, so you started I by the class. Like you sort of started yeah. by the hardest step, or you you made a step that you thought like, oh, this is so different, difficult for me, and you did it anyways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, everything goes well, and uh, a lot of people. Uh, uh, all the students start to like it, the, the class, and then I record another one, and another one, another one, and after I don't know, like uh, a year after the first class and uh, Skillshare, uh, I thought, okay, now it's time to record a class in Portuguese. It's, it's, mm. it, th that would be really easy because I started the hardest way, so in Portuguese would be easy, and then I recorded my first class and uh, with uh, with a partner, and then after that, okay. Uh, now it's time to to create produce my own uh, platform my own class uh, and my website and then I, uh, I, I did this and uh, I don't know uh, the, uh, the situations start to start to happen like after I have your uh, the class you start to think like yeah maybe I need to a uh, YouTube channel uh, mm -hmm. because I need to to chip some uh, tips uh, for free and also actually uh, i started my youtube channel in english also and uh, after some time a student of mine in the graphic design uh, college uh, asking me like jackson i think you should record videos in youtube in portuguese because we already have a lot of things in english but uh, we can't find a good uh, uh, good videos in portuguese and i thought oh that makes sense and <laughs> again uh, it will be really really easier for me recording portuguese than uh, uh, even then in, in english and then i start to focus on my youtube channel uh, to promote my workshop uh, to give uh, free tips uh, free uh, knowledge for the people and uh, uh, the channel starts to grow up and uh, yeah like actually i i, I never plan something uh, like okay i will start with this and then I'll start teaching then online class and then youtube chat it, it that that's uh, the the things start to happen because you have this and maybe this move you to have another thing and another thing and another thing yeah what, what is so, so interesting from what you're saying is that nevertheless um of course one one thing one thing leads to the next one but nevertheless everything relates to each other so you are starting a youtube channel to support your students you're also creating an income stream or yeah an additional activity for you which is teaching online based on first what you like doing which is what you said before, you noticed that you like teaching, but also you noticed that there were people interested in learning from you. So you had these two parts to it. So first, what you like doing, and second, something that people were requesting from you, right? And then later on, you realize like, okay, who are the people who better who can better use my knowledge right now. And you started with your English, your classes in English, but then you realize like, hey, there's not enough information in Portuguese. So maybe I can also teach or bring this content onto the audience in Portuguese, right? So all these things started to relate to each other and to support each other, right? And like, as yeah. you go, you also inform what you're doing. And I think this is really, really interesting from... I can imagine that many people like thinking right now or listening right now, thinking of creating an income stream, they feel that they have to have it all figured out. And they feel that, you know, they need to have the plan and have the marketing strategy and have, you know, the, the gear to record the classes or whatever they want to create. Um, but sometimes it's about like putting that first or giving that first step and then adjusting as you go. So first you do that, you know, that class in English um, and then you realize, like, oh, maybe I should do it in Portuguese. And 
even better for me because that's my native language, right? So, and this is how the things start to adjust as you go, right? So yeah, yeah. Jackson, I, I want to I want to hear all of your stories and uh, all of your insights as, as we go down the conversation. As you know, this is a listener driven show, so we are here to answer questions from the listeners. Uh, and we will start now with the voice messages. You can send us your voice message uh, or voice memos with questions and comments by simply going to martinaflor.com slash voice message or email your voice memo to podcast at martinaflor.com. So today we have a question coming in from Nuran. Are there any uh, income streams that you don't have to invest more time and after you've put it out into the world or do all income streams have to be maintained and have to be updated and constantly marketed and pushed out into the world um, have you found any that don't need that kind of time or that kind of uh, follow-ups thank you so Nuran is asking a really important question related to income streams, you know, like as you said before, Jackson, we all had that initial dream that we, when we create a new income stream, it would just maintain on its own and it would generate this passive income where we don't have to do anything to, you know, to earn money. Um, so what Nuran is doing with, with the question is reviving this big old myth of passive income. Um, the idea that once you do something, you put it out there and it generates revenue forever without you moving a finger. But this is also raising an interesting question around marketing. Jackson, in, in the previous episode with Ian, we were talking about this, about, and he was saying something really interesting, that creating the product is just... 50% of the equation, whatever that product okay. is. So if you create an online class, if you create a digital product, a, a physical product, so creating the product itself is 50% of the equation. The rest is really about putting the product in front of other people, which I think is, you know, is really on point. It's really about like getting the people know, you know, getting that product in front of other people. And I will add something to that, that, Putting the product in, in front of other people is only 50% of the equation of actual, actually selling that product. So people need to see it and also understand how it can be good for them. And I think what you were saying before about your YouTube channel, that your YouTube channel sort of supports your students or provides some free information or some tips around lettering and calligraphy so that people can also understand which kind of value they can get from you if they go into or if they decide to go deeper and take one of your classes, right, in your own teaching platform. So I want to go back to Nuran's question about um, around whether there's a product that sells itself without additional work. And I want to pass it to you, Jackson. Do you have any income stream that has this ability that you know has the ability to generate passive income without any efforts from from you yeah that's the dream <laughs> <laughs> yeah as, as i said in the beginning like uh i always try to to find uh, another ways to to income stream and I remember the first time when I created my first typeface. Yeah, that's because a friend of mine uh, had released a, a font, a typeface on my fonts, and uh, uh, he, he said like, "Okay, uh, I'm, I make around uh, fifty, I don't know, fifty, a hundred dollars per month selling this this font on my font." And I thought, "Oh, that's amazing. Maybe I need to create a typeface like." If if you never create a typeface, you have no idea how hard it is. And okay, and, and I thought, oh, why not create a typeface like this? And uh, it's it's uh, it was really good because I tried um, I I started to understand better about uh, yeah about typeface and fonts about uh, everything around this. And uh, I put this on yeah and yes and I started like this. And I start thinking about uh, uh, um, how can I say that uh, 
a planning uh, about how to sell this and uh, I start uh, looking my my fonts and see the uh, uh, how much a uh, typeface uh, costs uh, more or less at that time and uh, first I put a, a, I put a free typeface uh, uh, on the on the my fonts and uh, I thought at that time like okay maybe if it, I uh, I don't know the first typeface for free uh, had something like uh, $30,000 uh, 30, $30, something like that Amazing. and I thought okay maybe uh, if, if I can sell for only 10% of these people my typeface I can I can uh, decrease the price and maybe I can make a lot of money mm. and uh, that's the first talk and uh, okay I created the, the pro version of my typeface put to sell and uh, like I, I I couldn't even get even one percent of, of that so uh, that's remember like uh, I, I was listening to uh, your podcast with Ian mm -hmm. and uh, uh, he said something like it's, tr it's, it's truly uh, is very true like uh, you try to do a lot of product and it's a lot of product will fail mm -hmm. and you need to try a new one and try again so I think that's the part and important like you go step by step because if you create everything like okay I start this and then and then 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 maybe anything goes work and you, you just spend time so it's better like start step by step because you try this and 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 check if it works and if it works you can work more on this and maybe it doesn't work so you create another thing and and go on so uh, the that's the reason I think you need to go step by step. Yeah, so it's about like putting something out there and getting that first information, a little bit like how you, what you did with your online classes, right? That you made that first class and then you got some feedback from the audience and then you started gathering feedback from students and then you created a new class in another language, right? So it's about, you know, getting that information and adjusting what you're doing, right? Um, so back back to the to Nuran's question, I think um, I think this is a very interesting question, and I would say that you know if you put a product out there, or I would say that you don't necessarily need to market a product. I mean, if you market the product and you you know actively try to put the product in front of more people, you would definitely optimize the revenue you can have from that product, but. If you don't do anything, you will not be exploding the potential of that product. It can be that the product continues selling. For instance, in my case, I have some fonts in the market. Like I have fonts that I have created and they're out there. And really, I don't do any active effort into, I don't put any active effort into marketing those, um, those products. But... However, they continue selling because they belong to a bigger market, right? If I would put some effort on those um, on those fonts and on, on marketing those fonts, they would definitely be much more um, effective in terms of revenue. So, if what you're thinking, if to answer to your question, Norans, is is that you know it could be that you can put you put a product out there and it just sells. You know, like you can just leave it out there and it sells, but you would definitely not be exploiting all the product's potential. So, you know, marketing is part of like exploiting that product. If you put some effort... Can, can I add something? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I remember like uh, my Skillshare class uh, is something like every single month brings some money for me mm -hmm. and I, I'm, I'm not putting any effort on that. Uh, but I can notice that month by month, if if I, I I never promote again, like every single month, it starts to to get less money, less money. But yes, I get some money for uh, from Skillshare every month, and uh, it's a good money. Yeah, mm -hmm. but uh, as you said, like uh, Skillshare is is a big platform, and they promote the classes, and there are a lot of people stood in there, and because of the um, the the method the the, the skillshare use like you need to pay per month and people like 
Oh, uh, a red paper month starts. Okay, maybe I take the uh, Martina Flores uh, class and Jackson and I don't know everyone. So that's the reason you can get some money. But it's important to say, like uh, I put, I published my class on Skillshare uh, six years ago. Mm. So I have some friend like is publishing a, a class nowadays. And they, and, and they can't get uh, some money like uh, I, I can make. Because nowadays, if, uh, for example, if I publish uh, a Skillshare class today about lettering, that's a thousandth of another class in Skillshare about lettering. Hmm. So I don't think so you can get a, a good money then. Hmm. But yeah, also will... that's about this. Like it's, it's the, it's, sometimes it's, it's the right moment to create something. After some time, there's a, a lot of people doing the same thing. You need to think about how you do, uh, how can you create uh, something different? There's so many aspects to this. And what you're saying also, I think, relates to the next question, which has to do with these okay. platforms that you can use to, you know, to get started, to sort of make those first tests, right? So there's this second question coming from an anonymous listener. So how do you find the perfect project and how do you find reliable collaborators to work with when you are an introvert and you don't know many people in the community? Uh, I have been trying to go out recently to go out of my comfort zone and trying to get to know more people and assist to events. But I have noticed that it takes time to build a link and yeah. So just to reframe this question i think you know i think it's a very important question because it is about collaborating with others and i think it, it is important to mention that whatever you want to do whatever income stream you want to create you don't need to do it all on your own and i really personally i wish someone would have said that to me earlier um so if you want to create products with your art you can use already existing platforms that can print your products, for instance, and they ship it for you. Um, of course, or, or for instance, like, like Jackson was saying, you can use a platform that offers online classes and you upload your online class on that platform, right? Of course, these platforms will get a big part of your revenue, depending on which platform it is and which kind of product you're offering. But I think these are great places to test what works, right? And, you know, you can... As you said before, you can create that first class and see how it works, or you can create that product and see how, you know, that print um, is, you know, audience wanted or people buys it from you on that platform. And later on, you can perhaps create your own online shop and think of a, a bigger investment for your project, right? There's also a lot of marketplaces that you can use, which I think, you know, I think one of the biggest benefits of these marketplaces is that they already have this marketing aspect to them. Is that, you know, you create the product and they have the audience. So they have this platform with already captive audience and users that will, you know, will see your product, will discover your product more easily, right? So you, Jackson, you use third-party platforms to, to run your classes. Um, why did you decide later on to move on to a private platform? So you first started with a, like a like a third party platform and now you have your own platform for uh, to offer your classes, right? So what, what was the decision and what was the thinking behind switching from one platform to the other? Yeah, uh, the, I think that because I started on Skillshare and Skillshare uh, I think the idea of the Skillshare uh, is about uh, quick classes. Mm. Uh, and uh, I, I remember someday I, I, I received an email from Skillshare talking about this. Okay, create new classes like around 50 minutes, uh, uh, 15 minutes, something like that. And my class, uh, yeah, because I have four classes like about uh, foundational uh, style, calligraphy, and italic and gothic and uh, brush script and for for each class it's around an, an hour of class mm -hmm. and uh, i start thinking, man uh, it's 
I I think I think it's not a fair uh, because I uh, the money I get in here uh, I mean uh, it should cost more because it's a lot of uh, information in this in this class hmm. that that was the first decision and then and, and another decision is was because yeah the, like Skillshare take fifty percent and uh, it's it's pay per month and per month is is I think is is, is really cheap. Hmm. And I said, okay, I, I'd like to create a more complete class, more with more information, and uh, so so many information. Like I'd, I'd like to create a class around four hours, maybe ten hours. And uh, I noticed that this kind of class uh, doesn't fit with the, the the idea of the Skillshare. Hmm. So after after that, okay, and also yeah, also. I already had a great uh, audience on Instagram, Behance. Uh, I don't know. I think the time, uh, the time uh, I launched my first class, I already had more than fifty thousand followers on uh, on Instagram. Hmm. So as I already have a, a, a big audience, I started. Okay, I think I can go. I can do this by myself because I have a great audience. Uh, I can create a more complete product. And uh, then I decide to to create my my own my private platform. That's the reason. But as you said, like if I was start today, and I don't uh, if I, I didn't have audience, like okay, I start now and I have less than a thousand followers on Instagram. Uh, I think it doesn't make sense to create my private platform because I I know that uh, it's required a lot of work. Um, marketing promoting to 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 have the the first the first students so yeah that, that's yeah. So, that's such a good good point like to have you know you need that kind of audience to be able to sell to to sell your product or to sell to someone right so and you also need that audience to inform your product because as you said like you realize at some point that you couldn't serve your students in a third-party platform because you couldn't offer a class that was more lengthy or more in-depth and you couldn't you couldn't perhaps uh, kind of offer coaching calls or um, you know studio hours which you can do now in your platform right so this combination of first having an audience that you can offer your products to, but also having an audience that informs your product is really important. And I think this, I, I, I was reading a book, I don't remember the book exactly, but the question was really good. Um, so the, 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 the book was posing this question like, who are you working for? Because, you know, we as creatives, we have thousands of ideas. We have thousands of ideas to generate revenue or like personal projects. Um, and we want to be everywhere. We want to be on social networks. We want to be on Instagram, on YouTube, on TikTok and everywhere. And it's like at some point you have to ask yourself, like, who am I working for? Why, why am I creating, you know, why am I putting effort on this YouTube channel? Is it really reaching my ideal customer or client? Is it really serving my students or is it just, you know, just noise out there or is it just dragging my energy? So I think this is, these are kind of good points to have into account, like who are you working for? Who are you creating these products for? And who are you selling these products for? Who, which actually come down to this idea of audience you were mentioning before. So let's move to our next seg segment, which is our inspirational quote segment. We will continue answering questions from our listeners, but this time coming from social media. So Jackson, we all love quotes and, you know, especially learning artists and calligraphers because we just draw them or write them. Um, and in this section, we do our best to answer questions from our listeners with a quote. <laughs> it's a little bit of a challenge. We later put these quotes on our show notes so that listeners can share them on social media. The truth is that we just walk you know we walk through the question and we talk about it and if there happens to be a quote then we'll put it on the show notes and we will make you sound really smart okay so here's the first question coming from ivy on instagram 
how do you create an income stream or how do I create an income stream with my skill set without cannibalizing my main offer? So, Ivy, I understand your concern because by creating an additional income stream um, and, you know, showing that you are having, that you have other skills, you might feel that you will be stopped or that you will stop being strong in your main offer or in your main skill, right? So I have a quote for you. The world wants more of you. What I mean with this is that you shouldn't be afraid of showing more of what you can do with your skills. If anything, that shows that you are skillful and resourceful as an artist and as a designer, which are two qualities that any client or customer will appreciate. So creating an income stream is about doing something with your skills in another format. And you will be still expanding those skills, right? It's not about just, you know, becoming a cook or selling something in the park or selling popcorn somewhere. It's about, which you can totally do if you want. There's nothing wrong about doing all, all of this stuff. But what I mean is that if, for instance, clients see that you can, besides doing work for them, you can also teach what you do, is it really speaks well about your skills. It really speaks well about how articulate you are and how much knowledge you are. So I think it can only be positive for you and whatever you're doing right now. So Jackson, what would you say to Ivy that is afraid that you know these additional income streams will negatively impact the main income stream um, in, in the business? Yeah, uh, I think as as you said, like uh, everything I have uh, as an income stream is about my skill. Mm -hmm. So that's a good point. Like, uh, okay, I uh, I am a calligraphy and lettering arts, artist, and then I sell posters or t-shirts with my work, or I teach what uh, uh, I teach my skills. So everything is about this. So I think it's it's just a good point. Uh, what I need to think about is like, as I read, uh, I was talking about Skillshare uh, earlier today. Um, I, uh, as I already had a class on Skillshare, I start thinking about, uh, okay, it's good to have another class uh, on another place, like in my own platform. Uh, that makes sense because uh, it's another kind of class. Is it was in Portuguese and also more complete. But for example, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know about you, Martina, but I, I, I almost every single day I receive emails from another platform. Jackson would like to put your class on here and then and then, and that's said no. It's too much places. Like if mm. if uh, if I record a class and put in Skillshare and and then and then and then. And then, and then maybe that's another good idea because mm -hmm. okay uh I, I don't i don't know um um i don't take this class jackson here on skillshare maybe i take there because is is cheaper on there on there so uh, that's i think another good idea you it, it's in this exactly uh subject like teaching class i'd say like okay skillshare is in english and just a basic class just a beginner class and this another class I have is a complete, very complete, and uh, it's a lot of hours, more information, and Portuguese, and uh, yeah, and uh, I start to think like put this complete class I have in Portuguese in English, but also it's it's not uh, it's not a, a goes against the Skillshare because Skillshare is just introducing just the beginner hmm. uh, method, so. Yeah, in this case, it's, it's not a problem, but I think uh, you need to think about that. For example, okay, I create this, uh, I don't know, poster to sell in this platform, that, 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 that. I don't think it's a good idea. I, I think it's better think about uh, this is the place I will sell poster. This is the place I would sell another thing and stuff like that. Yeah, because also like, I think that something I'm really 
like pro diversifying your income and like creating these income streams as an artist but at the same time you need to understand when it's time to like stop doing certain things like focus on certain others right the diversifying incomes doesn't mean that you will have like thousands of income streams because that also requires effort if you have your classes in different yeah. platforms you will need to also maintain them in each on each platform right and that would sort of spread you thin right so i think it's about also you know choosing in which platform or which platform works better for you and where where you can serve better your customers or your students or whatever it is that you do um but where you are you know providing the best of you right so and i think what you mentioned before is like i could actually you know offer my classes in a thousand platforms but also that will make me lose um control over you know those classes and they would just be out there like in different platforms that I have no idea what they are and I cannot really maintain. So um, I think this idea of, just to make a point here, I, I think this idea of the diversifying income um, doesn't mean, doesn't necessarily mean that you will be doing everything all at the same time, right? So diversifying income also has to do with trying how good you are in different things that you can do with your skills and later on perhaps choosing some of them in which you are great and which you have where you have the best results and the best outcome and focusing on that right so perhaps this you know in the very beginning will be about trying different stuff and later on it will be about like deciding okay i think i will stick to those things that work better for me right um so the, the second question is coming from leslie on instagram jackson and the question is how much money do you need to get started with an income stream and this is a great question i and i i can address this question right away you would definitely need to invest something to get started uh but it, this is not necessarily money that's that's yeah. something encouraging as well that you know I, I i wrote this quote here which is like don't get money don't let money get on the way of what you can achieve because i think your experience is similar jackson that um, you know, when you got started, it wasn't about investing money, but it was perhaps more about investing time, right? Which is a currency you have, right? Um, yeah. Of course, it depends on what you want to do and the income stream you want to create. But in most of the cases, investing time is, you know, the first thing you need to get started. So Jackson, what was your experience when creating your income stream? And what can you say, Leslie, that is missing the money, right? So is there any income stream that you created and is bringing you financial reward where you didn't invest any money in the beginning or you didn't invest any money all throughout? Yeah, good question. Um, I, uh, I, I, think, I think I already said the truth. Like, uh, you need to invest time. As as uh, um, creatives, uh, I think the our main product is time. So yeah, you need to invest a lot of time, and depend of the depend of income stream, depend of the the product. Maybe you need to invest some money, but it's is 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 not a, the the focus. The because for everything, talking about uh, for example being calligrapher or Latin artist or illustrator maybe um for example i'd like to create a shop an online shop okay mm -hmm. so first you need to create the product so it's time mm -hmm. and then and you you don't need for example to create a huge uh kind of t-shirts and uh, kind of product like okay just start with one or two products maybe you can make it uh, i don't know uh, uh, several uh, t-shirts and put sell and see how it works so it is it, it, it's not like start um a store uh, a, a real store physical store 
on the street like okay mm. i need to rent this the play the, the the place and then uh uh put ev create everything there and 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 buy all the stuff to sell it's, it's not like this so yeah the, the the main thing is time it's it's the first one that's such a good point because I think that, especially when it comes to physical products, I think that we often think that we need to have that product collection to get started, you know? Like I personally, uh, when I started my own online shop, this, is, this was my approach and I wish I had done it differently. And this is something I can actually share with others that are thinking of starting their own shop of physical products, um, which is something I've learned through, you know, through doing, which is like, you know, I personally thought like, okay, I have to create some sort of uh, collection to offer, you know, to put my vision out there of what, what this collection should be. And actually, I think it would have been so much more productive for me to first do a small series of products, like to say like, okay, I do this pin and I see how that works and I see which feedback I get from that. Or I partner with someone and that person creates the prints and uh, prints them for me, right? But I actually did, when I started that product, I, that, that project, I said, okay, I'm gonna invest this money on this project. And this is, you know, this is, it was a big decision because it was like, okay, this is something I'm gonna invest uh, in. And, you know, as I put that first line of products out there, I learned a lot of things, right? But the investment was already done. So if I would have to do that again, I would just start with small steps, right? Perhaps even using a third party platform, uh, kind of like, putting that print in some in, in an online shop that will print that for me um, or someone that will ship it for me and see how that works and see if people really want it and also understand what people likes and what they don't so that that informs my project, right? And later on, you can also decide, hey, I will then invest money and kind of get that line of products out there, which doesn't really mean that if you if you want to invest the money, you can also do it. Like you can definitely, you know, you can invest the time, but you can also invest the money if you want it. But yeah. money shouldn't be an excuse not to do it, right? Or, you know, shouldn't get in the way of actually doing stuff. So before we end this show, we are getting to the end of the show. I want to move to the our Better Now segment, uh, Jackson, where we share something that we're happy about something that you know has impacted our lives positively it can be anything it can be a project of yours something around your family life anything that you would like to share with our audience what is it that made you happy lately jackson yeah uh that's remind that uh like we are talking about invested time and uh like the the dream uh, the dream of having income stream that doesn't doesn't uh, uh, give you more work, but as I already said, uh, everything takes time. Everything we need to invest uh, time and sometimes money, whatever. And uh, yeah, uh, this year, um, I, as I said, I have the start with Skillshare and then I record a class in Portuguese. And uh, after some time, I start feeling okay. Now it's time to create a brand new uh, online class, more complete yet, and more, for example, uh, calligraphy style and everything. And uh, this year, um, I start to create, uh, start to produce this new class, and uh, it's a huge, it's a huge class I, start, I decide to create because it's it ha uh, have more than a hundred a hundred uh, um how do i say that uh, a hundred classes a hundred uh, lessons inside the the course yeah and then uh, I, I decided to have like um and and uh 80 styles of calligraphy and then more hand lettering and more lettering uh, digital lettering like vector and softwares and procreate stuff like that and also a business part like okay how uh, how how can i 
think the price of this project, how can I promote this product, everything like this. So it's a huge project. Uh, and uh, actually, uh, most of this year, I just working on this uh, new class. Is and, it out there uh, already? Release... Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, it's, it's still in, in uh, I'm actually producing, uh, but uh, I I released the the first first class the, the uh, actually I released the the uh, uh, sorry I start to sell this class in in, in June and uh, because I just opened the like the the class and sell something and close and then open again uh, because that's uh, it's time uh, it's, it's time by time. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's I, I really, really enjoy this because it's a huge project. Uh, and also uh, in this in this method, I started teaching and I have uh, every single month, I have a live class for the students and uh, we have a community on Facebook. And um, uh, because the, the other class, the other uh, online class I had, uh, I, I didn't have this uh, talking with the student. It's just mm. I record the class, put there something similar to Skillshare, but more with more uh, information. And then I have this uh, online class with the student. It's it's very very fun uh, because remind me the time where uh, I I taught and uh, college with the the talk of the student, and then can. Uh, yeah, share with the, the the problems, the the insecurities, and uh, also I, I can I can see uh, uh, they work and uh, have a feedback, had a, 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 a um, critic of the work. So yeah, I'm I'm I really enjoy this because it's another way to teach, and uh, it's take more great part of this year. But the students have a really really positive uh, feedback for me. And uh, yeah, it's it's so good to you, you can talk with the student and share, uh, and and it, in this way you can help uh, so so much more. That's amazing. So, we're uh, we're gonna add the information to our show notes in the in the uh, this podcast episode so that people can find it. And I, as as I hear you speaking about it, I can see how you have you know how you have developed from that very first online class that you put out there into something that really serves your students and creates results for them, but also works for you. I can see how you're lighting up by speaking um, while you speak about this class, which, you know, that's the best combination when you are enjoying something and you, you know, people also enjoy doing this with you, right? And yeah. Jackson, I also want to share something with the audience. Um, I actually shared that in the last podcast episode, and I spoke about exactly what you just, what we were, I was just telling about your online classes. That is like, you know, when you do something that makes you really happy and has a, a positive impact on people, that's, you know, a win-win situation. And last week with my team, we launched a lettering quiz and I cannot stop being happy about it. Um, a lot of people already took the lettering quiz and I think it's one of the most brilliant things that we have put out there. Um, and I want to share that with our listeners today. The quiz was created to challenge your lettering knowledge. So if you want to understand how much you really know about lettering, go to martinaflor.com slash quiz and take the quiz. It just takes two minutes. And the great thing is that it sends you the results with comments and insights and also ideas how to, you know, how you can continue your journey with lettering. So it's really when, well done. It's super fun and it's educative too. Uh, it's not really an income stream now for now let's see <laughs> but it's a super fun it's a super fun game and i want everyone to like just go and experience it so if you want to take the quiz go to martinaflor.com slash quiz so jackson this is the end of our jo show um oh. it was so great to have you here with us um so where can people find you on social networks on you know the internet Okay, uh, yeah, uh, people can find me on my website, like uh, um, jacksonalves.com. 
And also, uh, I'm always publish something on Instagram. So uh, my Instagram is Letterjack. And uh, yeah, uh, Facebook. I, I don't invest some uh, much time in Facebook. So it's more Instagram, my website, and uh, Behance. I love Behance also. Amazing. So we will add all of this to the show notes. Jackson. Oh, sorry. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah. My yeah. YouTube channel. <laughs> Absolutely. We will add that to the show notes so people will find it. Um, Jackson, is there any other last words that you would like to share with our listeners today? Uh, yeah, that, um, I just say thank you again for inviting me here. And uh, you are doing a great job here uh, with your podcast. I, I have been listening uh, for uh, just uh, since your first episode. And uh, yeah, if, if everybody needs to 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 follow this uh, podcast. Uh, it's, there is a lot of information, value information here. So uh, congratulations. You are doing a great job here. Amazing. And I really appreciate that you were also taking the time today to share your story with the listeners because I think by sharing these stories and these experiences, we can help, you know, we can make the way of other newcomers, new artists easier and more enjoyable. And all the things that we have learned in our, uh, you know, in our path as artists can serve other new creatives and new artists. So I really appreciate that you are taking the time today to share all these stories with them. So this is it. And for those listening, this is the end of the show. You can find me, the host of the show, on social networks at Martina Flor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to martinaflor.com slash podcast, where you can see previous episodes, find show notes, and send voice memos with your comments and questions. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube. Just go to martinaflor.com slash YouTube to find them. You can, of course, listen to all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. This is it for today. If you love this episode, subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave us a review, it will help others find us. Thank you all for listening and see you in the next episode of Letter Now. Bye-bye. Podcast is awesome.